All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I am Eric. That's right. And we're back starting a, a brand new series this week. We're going to be doing a two-parter on X-23, Laura Kinney. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be... We're going we're doing her story before Wolverine, so eat that, Logan. I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, like, are we going to piss people off by doing this? Yeah, fuck them. Laura's the better Wolverine anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy this very much. Yeah, Laura's my Wolverine. Hashtag my Wolverine. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be doing a two-part series... Um, this is going to be an interesting one because the way that we're doing this, because today's episode is going to be her debut in the comics, which is the X-23 miniseries by Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost. Mm-hmm. Um, but then interestingly, the adaptation we're going to do is her debut episode as well in X-Men Evolution, which is actually her debut anywhere. Yeah, I was going to say that it's kind of interesting that she was created in like an animated cartoon before even the comics. Yeah, it's like a Harley Quinn situation, right? Oh, true. Yeah, I guess that's one notable one. So it's almost like we should be doing the review of the TV show first <laughs> because that's the first one. But eh, fuck <laughs> it, we're going to stick to the same format. Yeah, they're not going to mess us up. Um, So really, it's the comic books that that's the adaptation almost. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Although we'll talk about it. These uh, the two things we're covering today are actually written by the same people. Yeah, um, I was going to say it overlaps. Yeah, which is that's probably I think that's probably the only time that's maybe not the only time it'll happen, but that's probably a pretty rare occurrence for this uh, podcast where the two things we're covering are actually made by the same person or the same group of people. Yeah, exactly. And is that kind of similar to how Harley Quinn was? Did um, the people who wrote, Batman I think, I mean, Paul Denny wrote a lot of like Paul Denny writes a lot of comics and he's written a lot of Harley Quinn stuff, but I can't recall what her first appearance was. Okay. I would have to assume it was Paul Denny, but I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's it's cool because like Yost and Kyle got to kind of like just define her origins in the comic, given that it was their character. Yeah, exactly. So they kind of got to be like, no, no, no. We're, if she's going in the comics, we're doing it. Yeah. So they, I, I like that they got that opportunity. Uh, but I mean, we've been reading a lot of X-Men stuff because I saw you were reading the um, uh, new X-Men. I was going to say, because I, I, I finished this like early in the week and I literally read all six issues just in a row in one sitting because I loved it that much. Yeah, you were just telling me a couple weeks ago you were worried about getting into X-Men because you didn't know where to start and now look at you. I wasn't really worried about it. I just had no clue where to start, right. but, but this was a good jump he's point. He's going to jump in, yeah. And then, yeah, go I've ahead been, first. been diving deep into Grant Morrison's X-Men run, been loving that. Because you finished you finished Hawksbox now, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I caught up on that. Right on. So then that so now you're going back and kind of getting some of that context. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of where I started X-Men. I started at Morrison, and then after that, I went immediately into the Joss Whedon run. Because that, oh, like, yeah. that follows, that's literally like the next issue after Morrison is yeah, the Joss what, Whedon stuff. That's what you're saying I should do after that? Yeah, it's it's only like 20 or 30 issues, but it's really, really good shit. How long is Morrison's? Uh, about the same. Okay. Uh, a little bit longer, maybe. But it's So you the whole thing, you could do both runs in like 70 issues, which isn't bad. Oh, yeah, that's not terrible. And like that, the, the Whedon run, and the Whedon cast day run reads really quickly. It's like super like cinematic and like the art's okay. really great oh cool so it's, a, it's like a completely different tone than morrison which is kind of why it works it's just kind of like he didn't try to copy morrison he kind of just did his own style did his own thing yeah that's ideal um and then after that i went to after i got done with whedon i actually went straight to this stuff to this yost kyle x-men oh stuff. really because this uh x-23 well, specifically or that's X- where it starts gotcha because uh yost and kyle did a bunch of x-men shit following this up oh uh, that's right, a lot yeah. of it with laura not all of it okay um because like you can read this X twenty three book, and then um, next week we're doing another X twenty three book, uh, Innocence Lost, I think it's called, or no, this Tar- was Innocence Lost. This was uh, Target X. Is yeah, next Target week's. X. Yep. Um, and that's the second mini uh, starring Laura. I looked it up too because we were wondering if the new X Men or the X Men Evolutions episode we watched was the only one with Laura, and I, there is one more, and I think the episode's actually, only one more. I think the episode's actually called Target X too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's probably written by Yost and Kyle again, I would imagine. I would assume, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to assume. Um, 
But yeah, if you can like read these two minis and then immediately jump into like the rest of the stuff they did, they did like a whole trilogy called like an event trilogy called the Messiah trilogy, which is all about uh, cable and like time travel. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Uh, so yeah, I went through that whole reading order, got out through all of that, and now I'm reading Hoxpox. So I'm fully on board with the X Men. Now I'm finally going back and reading the Claremont stuff, which is oh, yeah. pretty good. Hell yeah! Uh, but that, that's a longer read. I mean, that's like t- 15 or 20 years of X Men. So I was gonna say a little bit. That's got to be like an like a friggin' omnibus. Uh, but I think any one of those are good. Jobs. Jumping on points. I mean, you can definitely jump on right here with uh, with this Laura stuff. This is pretty much. It doesn't leave you behind at all. It's pretty contained. Yeah, uh, and like Wolverine's in it for like a second, but you barely see him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, we we might as well get into that. Uh, we're gonna be talking about. Uh, X-23, number one through six, which is the first mini. Uh, this is written by Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost, as we mentioned. Uh, art by Billy Tan, with inks by John Sabal, colors by Brian Haberlin. And letters by Chris Eliopoulos. Sorry if I murdered your name. I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the creative team. Uh, this, these whole six issues read very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was super easy to read the whole thing in one run. Like, it just flowed. Yeah, it's super, like, the way that they write, I, there's something about it, because everything they write is that way, where it's just like a page turner. Like, they have really good pacing with their books. Definitely, yeah. That's what I've noticed. Like, and the, like, the way they pace the narration is really good, too. Um, especially in this book, because this book is all told from uh, Sarah Kinney's point of view. Yep. Which is Laura's uh, mother, as we'll see. Yeah, uh, I like, because a lot of it, you know, it's kind of the over-narration of her writing what is, you're assuming is a letter to Laura. Laura. Yeah, and that's kind of what I make. I think makes the narration work is because the narrator who's giving us this story knows more than we do. Exactly. So yeah. at every turn, they're like, "This is where things are about to go wrong." Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, exactly. fuck. Yeah, you know it. Something's about to pop off. Right. And uh, the the book opens up with this flashback, which is a flashback to the Weapon X days, Wolverine, and you kind of you don't see exactly what's happening, but you just see this scientist like hurrying up, trying to gather files, trying to evacuate, and you hear these screams in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I just noticed that you, they show you the rice name tag like in the first panel yeah, I missed Rice, that the first yeah. time because I, I didn't really know that character when I started this uh, and then you see like Wolverine claws slash someone's face open and yeah. he's like oh god oh god we need to leave and as he gets out of the building he like almost escapes but then gets stabbed by Wolverine in the snow yeah, the, the picture of Wolverine after he stabs him is frightening. Yeah, just like ass naked with tubes <laughs> hanging out of him. And we see a character who will be introduced to Martin... What the hell Sutter. was his last name? Sutter. Sutter. I almost said Sucker. <laughs> Martin Sucker. That would be an unfortunate name. Um, but he, uh, he like goes to this body in the snow and finds these vials... Um, and which is we can presume is Wolverine's DNA. Yeah. So whatever they use to like make it's got to be something to clone Wolverine is because that's what they use it for. Yeah. Um, and so he's going to continue the research. And, and so that was like a flashback. We see him with uh, the son of Dale Rice, which will eventually become Xander Rice. Yep. Uh, and he brings these dog tags of his father like to him, like, you know, basically telling him, like, come work for me and like we can get revenge. You can finish s- your father's work. Yeah. This part is kind of weird. So like. Do these group of scientists have dog tags like military men? Yeah, I don't like, know. Are, are they that at risk of dying? I suppose so, actually. <laughs> that, honestly, that's probably a good call to give them dog tags. Yeah, like a Wolverine could break free at any time, and we're not identifying any of these bodies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, this guy has eight slash marks through his face. Good thing he's got these dog tags. Right. What's weird is like it almost seems like he's recruiting him specifically to help make a new Wolverine, but at this point the kid's like four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has no idea what's happening. Right. So I don't know if like Martin's taking him in just to, like take him in. Maybe he was actually friends with his dad, or if this was specifically to recruit him for a project. 
Yeah, I kind of. He was like some kid prodigy or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's just like, well, his dad was a scientific genius. Let's hope this pans out. Right. It doesn't seem like he he definitely makes it, but he doesn't seem like any kind of like you know Reed Richards or anything. Like he doesn't seem like a prodigy. I mean, he certainly turns into a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, he's more like the ultimate Reed Richards. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and we see him. uh, Xander Rice is a grown man, and we see him. Yeah, basically being a sociopath, like carving up bodies. Uh, They have a bunch of failed experiments trying to make their new Wolverine. Yep. And. uh, um, they, they basically it's like Martin and him meeting saying like well all of our attempts at ma- like recreating Weapon X have failed like what can we do with with this and that's mm-hmm. when we get introduced to Sarah Kinney who's going to be their new recruit yep and so Xander's immediately like this is bullshit like I'm the lead researcher <laughs> I'm the man and so it's uh, Sarah will kind of act as our fish out of the water to introduce us to like the rest of this facility as well yeah because she kind of because she'll have a lot of interesting questions to ask like what's going on here like how come you guys have no oversight yeah like how do you have like an infinite source of money like what exactly is going on here? And he's like, well, I mean, you'll get by by not asking questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, There's a reason people don't oversight us. And Sarah kind of throws an interesting wrench into the gears here as well, because she kind of figures out what's stopping them from being able to clone Wolverine. And she, I, I forget the exact science of it, but she mentioned something about the chromosomes. Like we get, like if we take a chromosome away, and uh, and they're like, well, I mean, so what? What you're saying is like if we make make this uh, a female clone, then we can make it work. And they're like, well, no, that's not what people want. They want a new Wolverine. Yeah, that wasn't the plan. Right. And she's like, well, I can make, I, we can do it your way. We can do that, but we might, it might take us three years if you want to make a male Wolverine. I think it was even longer than that. Yeah, I think it was like, like five 10, to ten. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, or I can, I, uh, I can make this one now. It's up to you. Yep. He's like, fuck it, do it. Because <laughs> she kind of like goes behind his back to like do this research just to prove it because she knows it would never would have been approved. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, well, I figured it out, but like it's a woman, so sorry, deal with it. <laughs> and like and like I said, this narration is I think kind of what adds the excitement to this book because the whole time it just makes it seem very grim. Oh, yeah. She has like a, whole, a page too, which I really like where she mentions, I told myself you weren't real. I told myself this was science, not life. I was creating a weapon, not a child. And then she says I was wrong. And then that's when uh, the, the bombshell kind of gets dropped on her where Xander has kind of uh, moved his position and kind of talked to Martin and been like, well, sure, we can approve your problem project and we can move forward right away but uh i told him that you would be the mom like we're gonna like you're gonna be the one raising this child because yeah. you're the only one compatible you're that the we know surrogate of. yeah and she's like well shit now i'm kind of backed into a corner now yeah i, I feel like that's just a bad i mean obviously xander is a piece of shit and he obviously wanted to screw over sarah yeah, he was but trying like, to call her bluff but as like a scientific experiment like that's a bad idea to have one of your lead scientists be the literal surrogate mother of your experiment yeah, I suppose like you'd want to have like all hands on deck at all times and yeah. not have one of them dealing with something else. Uh, but this is what puts Sarah in kind of an awkward position because she's been trying to like emotional, emotionally distance herself from this whole situation. And like like we just mentioned, like it, she was trying to think of it as a weapon, not a child. Like I'm just making a rocket. Yep. Um, but then it kind of becomes, he instantly humanizes it because now she's like, you know, preparing like, she's like reading bedtime stories to prepare and, you know, doing shit like that. That was really, yeah, she stuck like pages of Pinocchio into uh, the, the Art of War. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's cool too. And I, I remembered now. I was like looking up some stuff online, and when the Craig Kyle was talking, how he wanted to make like a new Wolverine that was more relatable to like the younger like people, and he mm-hmm. said that he kind of saw it as like she was like the the Pinocchio of the Marvel universe. It was like she was a samurai sword trying to become like a real girl. Oh, okay. That that's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah and I like that just clicked for me that like she reads her Pinocchio yep, like in okay. this run. Yeah, so that was a cool. Little the line callback. earlier, right? I was creating a weapon, but it was a person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she says like the minute like uh the minute Laura was born, like she knew like I made a mistake, like I. 
got to get my myself out of this. Oh yeah. And another really really good line is uh, she she says because uh, remember she this whole narration she's writing a letter to Laura mm-hmm. and so one of the lines to end this first issue is at the beginning of this letter I asked you for forgiveness and now I'm telling you don't forgive me don't forgive any of us for what we did yeah and it's just like the baby being born and that's how the first issue ends and you're like oh fuck yeah it's gonna be a real grim tale yeah it gets it gets pretty rough for Laura unfortunately. Because we see her, they basically keep her in this, like, uh, padded room where she just lives. And she just sits in the corner all day until they're ready for her. Yep. And she has, like, a sensei who trains her in martial arts. And uh, she just studies to learn tactics. Um, they're basically just, like, training her as, as hard as she can. But then she does, like, they also try to limit, like, her emotional attachments to these different people. Yeah, like, they tell her to never call her, like, a child or, like, to treat her as, like, an actual person. Yep, because her sensei is kind of just, like, going, like, just treating her like a normal, like, student, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, even kind of, like, passing secret messages to her in Japanese. Yeah, and, and Xander calls him out later, like, you're not the only one that speaks that. Like, yep, I know you, I know what you've been doing. Yep, he says that in Japanese, and yep. he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah's just kind of doing her best to just bide time, because the thing with Wolverine is, and you might know this from the movies, he wasn't born with adamantium. Yeah, it was an extra experiment yeah, on top. He, he's, his healing factor is his mutant ability, and the claws, too, like the bone claws. Yep. Um, but then that's the thing is then he got strapped with adamantium. That's what the Weapon X program was. So, okay. So Sarah, in the back of her head, knows this is coming. Like, this is what they're... They don't want Bone Claw Wolverine. They want the Wolverine, adamantium and everything. Yeah, exactly. So there's going to be a bonding process, and they're going to want to do that as soon as possible. And I'm sure that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, and so Laura keeps trying to buy time. Like, no, you want to wait till her mutant factor is activated, or she'll never survive the surgery. So yep. like, you have to wait till then at least. And that might not be till she's a teenager, so, you know. Sit on your hands and wait. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's when Xander like comes up with his own plan. He's like, "Well, this is bullshit. Like, I wanted an instant fortune." Yeah, he's like, "I'm, I'm a fucking doctor. Like, let me just do it." Right, because he, because he, uh, we'll find out. Xander also has some deep seated resentments against Wolverine. Yeah, he knows um, it was him that killed his dad. Right. So yeah, definitely has a personal stake in it. Yeah. So he, he also like kind of views the bonding process as like a way to punish Laura. He's like, let's let let me put her under the knife. Like this, like she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, and eventually, like once he does, he does. He tells him like to refuse anest or uh, anesthetics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And while this is all going on, like, Sarah's, like, continuously trying to, like, back herself up, like, trying to be, like, less, like, less like a person and more like a machine. Mm-hmm. And then, but then she gets interrupted again by uh, her sister, who she's never talked to in a long time, basically trying to reconnect with her. Yeah. Um, because she has a daughter now that, that Sarah doesn't know about. So this is just kind of reminding Sarah, like, oh, my sister has a daughter now. Like, I kind of do, too. But I can't. Uh, I don't have a family <laughs> either. I wonder if she puts her daughter through rigorous training and zero human contact. <laughs> I, I doubt it. <laughs> Well, I guess you never know. Oh, yeah, true. Could be like a beauty pageant mom. <laughs> yeah, th- that'd probably be worse. <laughs> It'd be worse than Weapon X. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, put me through Weapon X. <laughs> and this uh, this second issue does also set up one of the things which is going to uh, kind of play a, a side plot to this whole mini, which is Xander uh, having an affair with Martin's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as uh, as his wife comes up to, to Xander, she's like, well, I'm pregnant. Like, what are we going to do? And, and Martin just... Or, uh, Sorry, Xander just yeah. kind of walks away, and he's like, well, tell him it's his. Like, yeah. I'm not dealing with this shit. Yep. Xander is just like a piece of human garbage. He is literally the most irredeemable person like in this entire story. Oh, he, and, like, he 
gets worse and worse, too. Oh, yeah. He is just an absolute piece of shit. Sarah still has this Art of War book that she's cut out Pinocchio pictures into, mm-hmm. um, which you think would, would like raise alarms to somebody. Like, that doesn't sound like the Art of War. Oh, no. You, yeah, you read it? Sun Tzu, like, he was big about wooden puppets. <laughs> Huge into marionettes. That's a big part of warfare, but you would know if you read the book. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you have it. Uh, Sarah comes to an unfortunate realization uh, during this where Xander is kind of trying to force the hand and trying to get Laura under the knife early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he comes up with an idea, kind of like what we saw in like the Deadpool movie, where she, he's like, well, we need to activate her mutant ability. Like, so, well, so we know that sometimes these are activated early during times of extreme stress, like yeah. in survival mode. So he's like, well, let's just force that out of her. And so they put her in this like radiation chamber yep. where they just like pump up the gas on the radiation and just try to burn her body out until the mutant factor activates. Yeah, it's just like a giant radiation MRI machine. Yeah, it's like a giant torture tube. <laughs> and so Sarah's like running up like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is like sadistic. Yeah, like, you're you going to kill her. This. Yeah. And Xander's like, well, I'm gambling. Like, you know, uh, if, if this doesn't work, we'll just make a new one. And he flips the switch. And so Sarah just has to watch as, like, her daughter is just in this, like, like hot radiation tube. And then it, it happens. And mm-hmm. that, that's kind of what she was afraid of. Like, it, their experiment worked perfectly, which is a problem. Yeah, so immediately Xander's like, all right, on to the bonding time. Right. Nothing <laughs> to wait for now. The mutant factor's activated. Yep. And Sarah's, like, begging to do the surgery. And, and he's like, Xander can't do this. Like, he's too emotionally involved. Like, he's only doing this to get back at Logan. Yep. Um, and, and Martin's like, if anyone's emotionally invested in this, it's you. Cause like this kind this whole time, Martin seemed like almost like the more reasonable one, but here we just see he's just the quieter one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then like, she's obviously the mother of this child. So I, if you're going to, you know, try to pin emotional connections to someone, it, it's kind of hard right. to when you have the most. And, of and all. Martin, like he, Martin wants this as much as Xander does. He wants the weapon X to be ready oh, like, yeah. as- ASAP. Exactly. So he's like, no, fuck this. Like you're out. Like we don't need you anymore. We're just going to roll, roll with this. Yeah. And so, and the fucked up part, this is like probably the most fucked up thing Xander does. He, well, he's about to perform the surgery. He's like, all right, let's get ready. No anesthesia. And the other, <laughs> yeah. and the other surgeons are like, what? That's crazy. Like, why wouldn't we do that? Yep. And then like right before he like starts the surgery, he's like, this is for my father. Yeah. Like, what the, f- like you created her. Like, exactly. You can't get revenge on a clone you create of someone who killed your dad. That's not how it works. Yeah. And it's not like she has any memory or knowledge of it. Right. <laughs> it's such bullshit. Um, but luckily, they skipped that whole scene. Yeah, I'm glad uh, we although didn't we do see, that. see like flashbacks of it as she's like remembering her hate for him. Yeah, that's true. Like later on, but like when, when we see her later, she's just in her cell, like with her metal claws, mm-hmm. and so she she's ready. And uh, the main weapon that they use to kind of direct her on hits, we'll see, is called the trigger scent. Yep. It's just like this liquid they pour on things. Yeah, it's like a pheromone. Yeah, and the first time we see it, Xander is dipping it on a samurai sword, mm-hmm. which is the samurai sword that her sensei uses to train her. So this is going to be kind of like that. That like how you hear like soldiers have to like take a puppy out into the woods and kill it. Yeah, you get emotionally attached to it, and then you got to kill it. Yep. So that's what the, what's got Xander's plan is here. Like go and kill your sensei, and plus like, he does like he wants the sensei gone anyway because the sensei's kind of been trying to humanize Laura this whole time. Yeah, he's, but she's like, don't. No, that's a big no no. You can't do that. Yeah, possibly jeopardizing his experiment. Right. And so he's gonna like give her this sword as like her gift, like which is probably another thing he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And why would she need a sword? She's got friggin' metal claws. That's true. <laughs> I think it's like honorary. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it's, more it's like of a, something you put in your on your wall or exactly, something. Exactly, more of a symbol. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't t- turn down an awesome samurai sword. Yeah, no, neither would I. <laughs> I mean, maybe if it had a, a trigger scent. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> then maybe uh, that's a hot potato. I'll pass that back. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. 
Yeah, because immediately after he picks up the sword and draws it, she smells the trigger set and her eyes just go red. Yep. Uh, and that's kind of over. That's how Wolverine describes his blood rage, too. Like in the classic uh, Claremont comics I've been reading, he's like, it just all goes red and I just start cutting. Yeah. Well, that's a typical thing with like people that have rage issues and things like that. Like when people black out, they just said like everything just goes red and they don't, yeah. they don't have control over what they do. And so, yeah, so literally she like blacks out and wakes up and she's just like covered in blood, like with her sensei's body. And Xander and Martin are like, well, she's ready. Yeah, it's, it's pretty gruesome. And and uh, then as the next issue opens up, we actually see one of her first hits, uh, because as the narration by Sarah explains, like if you want to if you're building a new weapon, the first thing you got to do is show it off. Yep. And yeah. And the way they with the whole schoolgirl outfit, like honestly, as much as they talk shit about having like a little girl as an assassin instead of a man, like this honestly is a way better cover. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because she strolls in with, like... no one suspects a toddler. Exactly. Yeah. She strolls in, like, a schoolgirl uniform with, like, crutches and braces. And they're like, oh, go right through the metal detector, little girl. You're fine. Right, because the, <laughs> the politician she's there to assassinate is like, oh, I can shake hands and get pictures? This will be a gold mine. Yeah, this is a good PR. The, the story will be, like, I let this girl in and let her get a front row seat. Yeah. Except the story is, no, you got stabbed to death by a secret assassin. <laughs> Along with your entire family. Yeah, so we see... Uh, Laura just like going to town on everybody in the building. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, and so that that's what the narration says is if you want a weapon to to be worth a lot, you got to show them what it can do. So yep. this whole this whole hit, it doesn't even seem like this hit was like for a particular reason. I think it was just like carnage for carnage sake so that way they can go to these buyers and be like who wants this next. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure they I'm sure they were aware that there are probably some people out there with money that didn't like this guy. And then once they saw that, they're like, holy shit, I need that. Yeah. And speaking of people with money, we see that next. Oh, yeah. as, as, as the minute that hit happens, we see uh, Martin and Xander in front of a like a bunch of TV screens talking to multiple buyers at once. Yep. And this is like a who's who. So this yeah. is... Uh, they drop some names. Oh, yeah. So this is this hit has drawn the attention of a lot of powerful people. We see on the screen uh, Hammerhead, uh, New York City, the Red Skull himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Doom is there. Towards the bottom. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't see that. Mr. Sinister. Uh, Wilson Fisk. Yep. Uh, quite a few people who... Uh, so this, this uh, instantly like takes notice of ever, all the like e like major crime lords. Like, oh, a yeah. Fucking, a fucking king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the king of Latveria is like, all right, I'm paying attention. All right. And so they're like, all right, well, we're going to the next bidder. So Sarah is like, well, at this point, like it's never going to stop. Like They're making so much money off of this. Like This is just what her life is now. Yep. And we actually do get like a couple cool pages of just like her going on different missions. Like We see her in just, like different countries, Saudi Arabia, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, the Congo, just like going through doing different hits. Like at one point, she's even taking out like hand assassins. So like they send her after high profile targets. So that's probably why like people like Doctor Doom and Mister Sinister were after her. Cause, like, oh yeah, I mean she's essentially unkillable. I think yeah, she's like literally the world's greatest assassin right, right now. Because everyone knows who Wolverine is, and now these people are going like, well, we have a new Wolverine. And so I imagine Doctor Doom be like, fuck it, like, yeah. that guy fucks me up. Now imagine if Wolverine was a contract killer for hire. <laughs> and Mister Sinister's <laughs> like, what's what's that now? <laughs> I can have my own Wolverine. Right. Uh, except during one of her final hits, uh, as she's like making her leap out the window, like she's expecting, uh, Laura, that is, is expecting a uh, evac helicopter to show up and take her out. That was the plan. Yep. But as it shows up, Xander is on the helicopter himself. So as he's making the evac, uh, Xander at the last minute shoots both of the other soldiers in the head and yep. then like basically makes a, uh, an attempt to leave Laura for dead um, because he wants to, to kill her and leave her behind and just basically get rid of any trace of Sarah's involvement in this. Mm -hmm. Essentially, he thinks that Laura's been killed because he leaves a bunch of people behind to just go to start blasting. And so in his mind, he's like, well, I got rid of it. Like, Which this part, I mean, I understand his like grudge, but isn't this kind of a fuck up? Yeah, this is like the only, like, he's finally hit success. Exactly. Like, it's taken you 22 times to get it right. 
Right. I think he's worried that Laura is going to turn on him because he sees like Sarah putting her hooks in. Exactly. Yeah. And he knows that Sarah obviously hates him. Sarah probably has more pull with Laura than anyone else. Yeah. And I think Xander also wants to wants this one to fail so he can be like Sarah is a failure. And Let make me, his own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now that he knows how to do it. Yep. So if he says this one fails, then he can get Sarah out. Then he can be head honcho, make his own. And yeah. Then quote unquote razor right this time. Yeah, exactly. Um, without all the weakness. And then that's, you know, I think that's his plan here. Uh, and, that, and that's why he has to kill the two other soldiers, too, because Martin doesn't want that. Martin just wants to keep making money. So yeah. he has to go to Martin and be like, this one failed. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, whoopsie. We pulled a whoopsie. <laughs> uh, but then this this next issue is kind of a moral uh, conundrum for, for Sarah, because Sarah at this point is like, it almost seems like she's trying to like find a way for for Laura to escape because she's like trying to, she, you know, she, she, at every point she's like trying to plead for Laura, be like, don't do this to her. Like she's just a kid. Yep. Um, but then this is kind of the moment where she goes and sinks to their level because she even says, says it in the narration. She's like, and this is like when I like sunk to that level too. Like I used you as a weapon. Yep. Yeah. Cause that immediately in this issue, Laura shows back up to the compound and Xander's just like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so Laura doesn't say anything. I think Laura, uh, like doesn't have it in her to like betray like she doesn't even I don't even think she comprehends like I've been betrayed like she like everything that happens to her like she always just gets punished for no reason you know yeah what I, mean? I think on like a yeah I think on a subtle level she might but it, more she probably just kind of took it as like a training exercise yeah or... she's probably just like oh I got shot because I did something wrong I don't know what it was yeah but, exactly but like Sarah notices it like there's scars all over her body she's like who did this to you mm-hmm. like like what happened out there and like and Laura won't say anything um, but then uh, Sarah, like I mentioned before, gets a call on her phone where uh, her sister is saying that her her daughter's been kidnapped and the police don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so like this is the only like they her, her and her sister aren't close. But she says, like, you're the only person I can turn to. Like you, you have connections. Like, help me. Yeah. Because um, I don't think she knows what Sarah does, but she just knows that she works for the government. Like she has some kind of position. Yeah. Works for a black shadow organization. Right. She's like, do your thing. <laughs> Like, I don't think she's like, I heard you have a Wolverine. <laughs> I don't think she knows that much. But, right. But then, yes, th- this is the line I was talking about where Sarah, in, in her letter to Laura, says, like, they were the ones using you, uh, but all it took was, like, one cell phone call for, to open my eyes and see I was just like them. Like, I was just as bad as them. Mm-hmm. Because the minute she needs Laura to do something bloody, like, oh, I have a weapon here I can use. I mean... I, I don't think she should feel as bad because at least her mission that she sent her on was like something, you know, there's probably noble. better. There's <laughs> probably, I mean, th- it was probably the easiest and most sure way to make sure that her, her niece got saved, but there's probably better moral ways to do it. Like, oh, well, obviously. Yeah. yeah like, but. <laughs> you, like, maybe even if the police aren't working out, this is the Marvel universe. I don't exactly. Know. You yeah. Can call Spider-Man or something. I don't know. Maybe it's not that easy. But, <laughs> like, does Spider-Man have a hotline? I doubt it. The Avengers have got to, ha- I don't know. Someone's got to help. I doubt Spider-Man is going to want to be friendly with the people like that. I would that just go into New York and be like, Daredevil, <laughs> I need help. I mean, it's worth a shot. If you called out to Daredevil four days in a row and he doesn't help, that's not a superhero. Then he's just slacking. Uh, yeah. That's got to be like, if, if Daredevil hears the same call three days, in a row, I think he would help. Him. That would be my strategy. <laughs> he could be busy. Three days in a row, he won't be busy. Nah, I suppose he would. He'd be like, this person keeps calling to me. I got to see what's <laughs> Something's up. Something's got to be <laughs> exactly. You know what? <laughs> if that's if he's a hero, and I think he is, but this is not a, a Daredevil comic. Although, check back next week. I'm just gonna leave a little hint. Ooh, a little just teaser. Just gonna leave a little teaser. Daredevil. If you like Daredevil, check back next oh, week. Damn. 
Uh, but yeah, we see uh, Sarah brings Laura kind of undercover, sneaks her out of the facility, uh, out to San Francisco where her sister lives. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> she kind of can't tell her sister what her plan is here. She's like, I came out to help. And she's like, how? Like, Who's this little girl that looks kind of like you? Oh, nobody. <laughs> Definitely not my surrogate daughter. How exactly are you going to help again? I don't know. She, just trust me. <laughs> she's a detective. And yeah, literally Laura just climbs the building as they're talking yeah. and goes into the, her daughter's room and starts sniffing things. Yeah, does a bloodhound test. Yep. And she can kind of, it's almost like a daredevil, like recollection kind of thing where she sees like the shapes of like what happened. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, almost like the scent of like the crime is still lingering there. Right. She's, she's smelling crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if his head is just one big nose? <laughs> and so Laura just goes on like a one person mission following the scent to where the kidnappers might've been. And, uh, she knocks on this door of this apartment building, just like, uh, pretending just to be this normal girl. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being like this sex offender. And so she's able to kind of like weasel her way in be like, I'm helpless. Like, yeah, she shows up with, with like a Girl Scout uniform and cookies. Yep. So it's like, damn, that's a good, that's a good color. Yeah, so she's got some espionage training. Oh she, yeah. She's like, oh, this is the one way to get him to open the door. Yeah, exactly. And so as, as soon as he opens the door though, it, it's, uh, it's knife town. Yeah. Uh, and he, he gets the knife and gets thrown out the window and everyone outside's like, holy shit. <laughs> And then Laura just walks out with with uh, Sarah's niece, be like, "I got her." Yep, mission accomplished. Did I do good? <laughs> and so, and Sarah surprisingly gets off a little bit easy for doing this. You'd think this would be like worse, but I, I, yeah, I feel like this is like an instant execution. I, I, so they, they must need her more than like they want to let on because they 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 keep her. They don't they they say they're gonna fire her, but they don't actually do it. Well, I mean, if I'm Sutter, I'm thinking like if we murdered our Weapon X's like literal surrogate mother, that could potentially set off something. That's so true. We yeah. might not want to. Depends test on how that. confident they are that they like erased all emotion from yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and one thing we haven't talked about yet is this uh, last issue did also set up uh, that subplot we were talking about where. Uh, Xander was having an affair with Martin's wife. Yeah. Uh, because Martin's wife comes up to him again and she's like, well, I, I'm feeling guilty about this. Like, we got to say something because I can't live with this anymore. Yeah. Like, lying to him every day. Threatening to tell him that the son is actually Xander. Right. So now Xander is in a position himself and we already know he's capable of anything. So oh, at yeah. this point he's like, well, fuck it. Like, I'll do what I got to do. So he literally goes to Laura with a picture of Martin uh, and his and his wife, and he's like, "Well, this is your next target." Yeah, I mean, as much and as it's I, got the kid on the picture too. As much, yeah, exactly. And as much as I hate Xander, this is actually a pretty like sly movie. Pulls he literally like has a letter of resignation and like a turnover, he, like for Sutter to turn the whole like project over to Xander, and then immediately releases like Laura on him, like it's, right after. Yeah, it's a good plan. If it's you, definitely suspicious. Well, it's really suspicious because like they're gonna see that he got cut to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because they 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 fry the house oh you're right yeah but so but still they need some kind of forensic science i feel like they're like, these guys got sliced up there for sure would be yeah like they got burned up but their 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 arm is over here their heads over here yeah their bones are in like a hundred pieces yeah but I, I guess she's like an international assassin. She, but she, she is probably pretty good at making it look like an accident. She's supposed yeah. to be like an espionage expert. Plus, like the only person who would have been in a position to stop Xander would have been Sutter, and he's burnt toast now. Right. So, so Laura has been given the trigger sent again, and now she's been sent to uh, to the house of, of Martin and his wife and their and their, the kid. T- their tiny kid. Yeah. Yeah. So this dude's literally just like sending a freaking un like an unkillable weapon on his own son. Yeah, and it's brutal cuz we see them arguing in the, in the in the in the foyer in front of the fireplace when like the window breaks and Laura leaps in and they're like, "Oh shit." Yeah. And uh and yeah, so they both get get stabbed and killed by Laura and she goes upstairs and you see like the kid just hiding in the closet 
and like you don't know what happens at first but she just like looks at him and like cocks her head and then you just see like his little spider-man doll get its head cut off yeah so they they leave you with a big cliffhanger it's like did he did she just yeah at first i was like holy shit yeah when i finished i couldn't imagine what it was like for people that read this like in like the actual continuity because you would have to wait a month to see that laura well actually i think they do reveal it later in this issue because they they mention like uh they don't show the kid but they mention like oh yeah the kid outside oh you're right yeah um so they let they leave us with that for a a couple pages that's true yeah but so that a couple pages i'm like what the fuck what the oh okay okay." yeah (laughs) initially you definitely think she sliced the head off a kid yeah because it's believable (laughs) because you're like oh shit like they've really like rang all the all the emotion out of her like yeah apparently they haven't exactly which is like a really cool moment that you get. Yep, because it's another uh, indication that something is working, like something Sarah's doing is helping. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then after that, Xander, like the next day, shows up at work and is like, well, I'm the new boss now. Terrible tragedy would happen, but <laughs> back to work. <laughs> no one look into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the police will figure out something. Or maybe they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> And so he goes to Sarah and he's like, well, Sarah, I mean, if you want to stay on board, that's fine. But you can help me with my new project and shows her. And it's like 20, uh, like a a bunch of new clones that he's making. Yeah, just a wall. Yeah. Uh, But I think he was just keeping her around to show show him this because uh, as he shows her the wall, he's like, well, I figured out how to do it now. We don't need you anymore. So go say your final goodbyes to Laura and then get the fuck out. Yep. And uh, so at this point in the issue, we've actually caught up with the letter she's writing because we see her finishing it. Mm. Um, And so the narration at this point is actually over. Because, like, she's finished the letter and she's going to give it to Laura. She, like, leaves it in an envelope for her. Yep. Um, but then with the envelope is also a picture and it's Xander himself. Yeah. So, so she's just next a, target. A head file. Yep. It's like, this is your last target. That's the last one you'll need to do. And so, yeah, the final issue of this is pretty much just like a bloody rampage through the facility, kind of reminiscent of how this uh, this whole book opened with Wolverine going through and doing it. Yep. Um, except this time, Sarah's like, no, this is where you take back everything that was stolen from you. And, and we just see Laura with the with her claws like going through like cutting through anyone trying to stop her as she leaves the facility and uh xander tries to stop her and she has like these flashbacks that i mentioned this is where we kind of see like what happened during the surgery because we see uh even a panel of him like sharpening her claws while she's awake just like screaming yeah and so she's just like fuck you like you did all of this to me yeah i'm taking my time on this one yep and the last thing she says to him is animal and just leaves him to bleed out yeah that's what he called her yeah exactly and so the, she leaves the whole building up in flames as it goes. Um, but then we see Xander, unfortunately, did leave uh, one shitty little trace uh, as he's padding. Uh, we saw back in the last issue as he's padding Sarah goodbye, he leaves the trigger scent on her. Yeah, which um, I because when that happened, that sequence, he like brushes her through her hair and I'm like, mm, that's kind of weird. Yep. And then, of course, that was the moment. Yep. So unfortunately, as soon as Sarah leaves, we think it's going to be this happy moment. Like, I know the whole buildup. It's like and it's like, oh, like she's not going to make it out in time. And then she does like, all right. And then it's like, eyes yep, go and red. S- Sarah's <laughs> waiting for her. Like they're like, it's literally like this is the point where they would have just hugged. Yeah, and like, left. we're a happy family. Yep. And then no, as soon as she, uh, Laura gets close enough to smell she stabs uh sarah and actually immediately like gets she gets out of the trigger scent like immediately yeah. like she must have been trying to fight it because mm-hmm. as soon as she sees what she does she's like oh oh no like and, and that's when the first time sarah calls her laura is like laura like your name's not x23 your name is laura mm-hmm. like never call yourself that yep and so like the last couple panels are just like laura just like with her mom's body in the snow as it pans out very reminiscent of pretty much exactly how this opened yep exactly uh and then in, in the in the letters and the files it's everything sarah left to her the letter that she wrote but also uh, some helpful contacts and bio information in there yeah i got some pictures uh like professor a little x. wolverine yep. little professor x so it's like here if you need help these guys can help you right 
Uh, and then we also, uh, there is one more cliffhanger as well, because um, we see someone going through the snow and grabbing what is the trigger scent. Yep. So that's going to be bad news so, for somebody. Yeah, next everything week. was lost except for this handy little vial. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, the last page is her in the X Men jacket. Yep. So uh, we, we don't know exactly where she got that, but we will see. I can't imagine where. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so next week we'll be covering uh, the follow-up mini to this, which takes place pretty much exactly after this, uh, which is uh, Target X. Uh, it'll be written by the same people. So that'll bring us to the end of this book. Uh, this was, uh, again, like, like I said, this is a really well-paced story. Um, there, oh, yeah. There's not a ton going on. Like It's surprising Like there's not a ton going on to just go back and describe it. But as you're reading it, like everything that's written from Sarah's perspective is just like really interesting to read. Like She's a really great character, Sarah uh, Sarah Kenny. Oh, for sure. Like, it's a shame that this is the only story she's in because like her whole like just like struggle going through this and just kind of trying to justify things is really fascinating yeah her arc through this is insane Mm -hmm. yeah it's really disappointing she's already gone uh but i'm not disappointed that xander rice is gone oh hell no (laughs) No. he should have died way earlier yeah so that one's good riddance (laughs) oh yeah uh but yeah so this is the setup for uh who's one of my favorite x-men characters laura is like consistently really well written uh she's got some really good solo series she'll eventually go on to become wolverine uh like take the title herself yeah her, um, her outfit looks awesome yeah like uh, the whole all new wolverine run is really good by tom taylor i highly recommend that yeah i definitely gotta check that out um as far as i know i haven't seen her show up in the uh hickman stuff yet but we'll have to see what her role in all that is yeah i haven't seen it um, but yeah, we'll be talking about more X-23 next week. What we're going to cover for the rest of the podcast here is going to be actually her debut appearance. Like we talked about at the top of the podcast, she appeared for the first time in X-Men Evolution, the cartoon, mm-hmm. and then was later adapted for Marvel Comics. I'm not sure what the gap on that is. Let me look that up quick. Yeah, so looking up the dates, the uh, this episode that we're about to review came out in 2003, uh, yep. and the book we came, uh, we were we read came out in 2005 so it wasn't too long of a gap there but it's a a good two years where the the character must have been popular enough in the show where they were like well hey you guys want to come on and write these comics and just adapt this character and we'll throw it in the continuity uh and so this this uh debut appearance is a little bit different than what we just saw it got uh i mean i think clearly that the the book that we just read was refined to now that they were able to write what they wanted it wasn't a kid's cartoon yeah it's Um, like the the cartoon version was more like the condensed version yeah i don't think the cartoon is going to give us a scene of like a young kid getting like no anesthesia surgery torture <laughs> yeah i think they were gonna skip that part her like brutalized brutally killing her own sensei yeah i don't think that's gonna happen in this one <laughs> yeah uh the, the, because she, she didn't even kill in this she just she had like the fancy like uh forehead yeah like, you're right i mean i think that's kind of just a thing in like the old cartoons oh well, like, i'm sure they didn't want to have like this intro to the character like a little kid just brutally cutting murdering people, people. To ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that would have been a bit jarring for some <laughs> Uh, yeah, because the, the uh, episode opens up. She actually has, has like, a cool, almost, like, G.I. Joe-looking outfit with, like, this mask. Yeah, it's like, when I saw it, I was like, is that Lobster Johnson? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think they're kind of, like, trying to hide her identity at first. Like, yeah. To, uh, make her seem, like, more like this assassin, so you don't know it's just, like, a little girl. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, like, we see her in this shield facility, like, stealing files. And, like, as the soldiers come after her, like, we see her claws. And we're like, oh, shit, it's, like, a new Wolverine. Yep. And she just kind of like cuts her way through. Just she kind of she like you said she doesn't kill anyone. She just cuts their guns in half. Yeah, exactly. Which works well enough. Well, she well a lot of the things that are chasing her are like weird mech robots. Yeah. So like she blows those up obviously. Uh, the the path for the way this episode goes is a lot different too because it seems like it was almost 
shield that created X twenty three, which yeah, is fucked Nick, up. Yeah, Nick Fury comes out of nowhere and goes to Wolverine like, "Hey, your DNA is all over our lab, and a bunch of files got stolen." It's yeah, like, well, how do you have my DNA? Yeah, and then Nick Fury knows instantly like who made X twenty three and brings the head scientist over. So you're like, "Uh, Nick, got <laughs> some explaining to do." What have you been up to? Yeah, so that's like, and I mean, uh, Nick Fury's a shady individual. I yeah. wouldn't put anything like that past him. It's just interesting that they're like, "Whoa, okay. yeah, he's not ex- going full villain with him. He's not explicitly a good guy." Yeah, uh, like I mean, even just in the book we did last. Last week, we're in Venom. We saw oh, yeah. him, like you know, in- incurring someone on the Venom symbiote. So we, you know, I, that's I like that take on Nick Fury, where it's like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Oh, definitely. He, he's the head of a shadowy government organization. What do you expect? Yeah, like he wants to, in the long run, at at its core, he wants to like help the Earth and save people, but he'll do it by any means. Right, necessary. and he's gonna put on a show for the superheroes just to be like, I'm your buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of what he does to Wolverine here. He's like, I'm your buddy. Come help us, buddy. <laughs> the, the, World no, War friends. Nothing malicious happening over here. Right. And so, like, Wolverine shows up and he's like, what have you guys done? You made another? Like, and the, the scientist, the head of the, I don't think it's Sarah Kinney. I don't, I don't think, think that so. character had been created yet. Yeah. Um, But this head scientist is like, she, the first thing she does is call him Weapon X. Like, yeah. oh, fuck up. <laughs> what a fuck up. Yeah. So She's, I, like, she's like, oh, are you Weapon X? Like, oh, my God. Read the room. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Come on, lady. Like, hey, are you, uh, uh, what's your name? Yeah, I'm going to call you by the one thing you do not want to be called. Yeah, call him Weapon X. Oh, my God. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and he's immediately like, what'd you call me? <laughs> Nick Fury's like, bad move, bad move. <laughs> no, no. And uh, she explains, like, what they did. She's like, yeah, we created a, a new Weapon X. Like, we, uh, I mean, sorry, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she shows him, like, uh, like, the training they put her through. And she's like... We, like we created her, but there was one flaw. She was filled with rage. <laughs> she, her, her emotions were unstable, and I'm like filled with rage. <laughs> no fucking shit. You have her like enslaved doing combat drills. Exactly. And like, and and as much as I mean, I don't think this trope is used a lot, but recently, because in the boys also like the the whole thing with uh, what's the Superman character in that? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. And the. the Everyone knows who it is, but anyway, mm-hmm. like for him, they try to do the same thing where they raised him like in confinement to be a weapon, but like cutting him off from like physical interaction and human connection, like literally just turns someone into a sociopath. Like that's a right. bad move. And they're acting like it was some flaw in science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's maybe it's because she's a woman. Yeah, like, no, maybe it's because you freaking treated her like an animal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, I don't know why she's so angry. <laughs> It must be for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not our fault. Yeah. No, I think the reason is because you have her trapped as a prisoner and just doing her combat drills. No, yeah. it's got to be something else. It's clearly something It's got to be something solvable. <laughs> And uh, we cut back to the X-Men, and there's actually a, a cool uh, bit. Actually, this is even before they call Wolverine, and there's a cool bit they do where it's like Wolverine's training course, and like all the all the young X-Men are trying to like pretend to yeah. be sick to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's not even anything hard either. Like dudes are just hitting people with trees and like getting pelted by like little robot guns that shoot bouncy balls. And uh, so so at this point, Laura's on the loose, and Wolverine's kind of trying to track her down, and we see her kind of just like sneaking around the X-Mansion. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny because uh, earlier on, when the scientist is explaining to Wolverine like what these flaws are and things and one of her uh, little like tidbits was oh whenever she she sees like children and families playing together she gets like so enraged 
<laughs> it's like really and again they're, they're acting like this is some kind of like crazy like mystery exactly <laughs> but at the same time it's like how does she even know what's happening like i mean i guess if she's seeing like people laughing and smiling it's like what is those expressions well yeah she has context like because she has to know these things in yeah. order to like deal with them you know what i mean true and i suppose like when she's out on missions and things she is exposed to that type of like right. emotion and like shit. whenever she sees happy families and loving parents she gets super sad and we can't <laughs> figure out why it's, it's definitely not because she doesn't have you any guys of are all own. sociopaths <laughs> she has these weird things called emotions yeah why would she have we're these? trying to nail down where these emotions come from <laughs> it's definitely something science related <laughs> and uh, so she's yeah she's kind of sneaking around the x-mansion too just kind of like getting a lay of the land we don't know why she's there yet but we see her it almost looks like she's taking notes for like a hit yeah which exactly. is kind of what i think they're trying to set up get you worried about be like oh well, she's here to attack the x-men yep um because we see her like spying on like them doing the training course we see uh uh, like storm in her greenhouse at the top which is pretty cool just like doing little clouds and like, yeah she's got like plants. a mini cloud and like raining over her plants yep that's why i like that a lot like uh, storm's greenhouse in this show yeah i love that uh the episode uh once wolverine and laura finally do get into contact wolverine actually does track her down and he it's like this kind of like emotional scene in the rain it's almost like reminds me of logan like the movie we'll, t- we'll talk about next week yeah this was like way more emotional for like a kid's cartoon than i was expecting yeah no this this show uh holds up pretty well in some aspects because like uh, Laura comes up to him and he's like, and she's like, well, I can't have a family like I, cause I don't know what that would mean. Like, so get away from me. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah, exactly. Like and what, what's a family? I don't care about a freaking family. Yeah. You're, like, you're I, I don't even want one of those. <laughs> and if I did, uh, I don't know what I do. I certainly want, wouldn't want you to be my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you'd want me to. Uh, and then, yeah. Cause Logan like tells her like, you don't have to be this. Like, I know what you went through and like, I know like what they put you through, but like, I'm the one person who understands. Yeah. Cause I mean, we assume that she doesn't really have context of where she came from or why she is this way but i'm i'm sure she's seen these files and seen that there's someone else like her with like same similar powers and things it's like oh well this guy's like me maybe he did this to me so right. she's like trying to get answers and track him down and, and so and so logan's like remembering everything that happened to him too and being like oh shit like this like i they did this to like a little girl like this yeah, is even worse exactly and so so he and it's a really cool moment too when nick fury shows up with his choppers at the x-mansion yep. like a fucking asshole <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, get your fucking choppers out of here like they they will destroy you right like you know what you're pulling up to right like, the x-men will bl- like destroy you <laughs> like you don't oh you don't deserve the the leash you get here nick yeah fury. nick fury was just walking around with a big stick yeah, charles show. xavier should have like sent them back and be like nope you will leave now right for real though yeah, because when he first shows up, he like gives a nod to uh, Professor X, and he's just like, "Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> and so and so literally, like Nick Fury's come here to take her away. Like, no, we want our weapon back, right? And and Wolverine like literally stands up to him, and he's like, "No, like you want her to come through me." Yeah, he, like which he, I he like tell, a lot. Yeah, he tells her to run. Yep, and you're gonna see the gears turning in Nick Fury's head. He's like, "Can we do this?" <laughs> it's like, "Eh, probably not." All right, we we can get our weapon back, but we have to go through literally the Wolverine, and uh, then the X Men. Yeah, and then, yeah, <laughs> you don't go through the, like Wolverine, and they just let you go. Yeah, exactly fight every single one of the x-men yeah good luck and you wouldn't and you don't beat wolverine like you might like incapacitate him for a second but yeah exactly like he would come after you with a bloody rage <laughs> like the whole facility would go out like he knows this yep so nick nick fury's like all right <laughs> checkmate and <laughs> turns you, around fight, and you. he just fucks off right like and i was like good fucking get out of here piece <laughs> of shit piece of shit nick fury <laughs> what an asshole 
No, you know what? Actually, speaking of assholes, as soon as this ends, we see Logan. He's like, all right, I'm going to celebrate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what Iceman did to deserve this. But like, he's like, all right, everybody. Kids, I know my course was hard, and I know you guys don't like it, so I'm changing it. The course is going to be fun now. And yeah. all the new mutants and all the kids are like, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just got to let them be kids. He's like, all right, you guys like dodgeball? And they're all like, <laughs> yeah, we love dodgeball. He's like, all right. Anyone who gets Iceman gets extra credit. <laughs> and so literally, I, Bobby's like, wait, what? And like, literally gets chased around by every one of the X-Men. Yeah, they, they like get them in a circle and just start pelting them. That's <laughs> not how dodgeball is played. Like, you're literally just bullying this kid. Yeah, I just imagine Logan being like, I never explained how you play dodgeball. And they're like, nope, we just, we just attack Bobby. Kill him. Poor Iceman. Right. <laughs> just gets the shaft. Wolverine's just looking like, good. He's <laughs> like, what, what, what about just scrappy kids? <laughs> having fun oh it's like that I, I, that part just made me mad i'm like dude, who invented this <laughs> this is not dodgeball uh but yes that, that'll that'll be the episode um x-men evolution is actually um i, I was excited to cover this because x-men evolution is actually one of the cartoons i grew up on like as a little as a kid just like watching cartoons yeah i remember i used to watch it so a bunch a back trip. in the day but a lot of it i don't remember i'd love to go back through it yeah because i think growing up i watched a lot of of pokemon batman the animated series and this those yeah. were like the big three that i remember yeah those were top so, like, ones. coming back to this was a trip like just the other day i was like knowing we were gonna watch this i went back and watched like the apocalypse saga in the cartoon which which held up pretty well oh yeah um yeah, it's because like the show on IMDb has got like an eight eight point rating. Like, yeah, it's pretty like like uh, critically rated pretty well. Yeah, the show made me a big fan of Nightcrawler. I remember. Oh yeah, and Gambit. For sure. Gambit uh, was pretty cool in the cartoon. I remember as well. Cause that's oh, yeah. pretty much all I know him from. Definitely. Um. So yeah. So I, I highly recommend. I'm kind of going back th- through on Disney Plus and rewatching. Yeah. It slowly. Between that and the old X Men Legends game, like that's where I got a lot of my early X Men. Oh, the X Men Legends game is amazing. Th- that was one of my favorites back yeah, in the day. That's like the that was like the prototype for Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. As well. Exactly. Yeah. So no, that 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 game holds up super well. It had a deep roster, like a lot of cool oh, yeah. moves. Like oh, that that game was amazing. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, so next week, uh, we're not done with X-23 yet. We're going to be going back to Laura next week with uh, X-23 uh, Target X number one through six, which is the second of her minis before she joins the X-Men, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to be covering that. And then we're actually going to be watching the live action Logan. So this was hell yeah. Yep. Because X-23 finally got adapted. Uh into the i guess what was the old man logan movie it's not really based on old man logan there i mean it's loosely maybe yeah i mean there's definitely some inspiration it's extremely it's like stylistically maybe yeah yeah um so yeah so what we're gonna do uh that next week i'm excited to watch logan again see if i hold it together this time are we gonna watch the regular or the noir or the black and white. There's a black and white version? Yeah. They, you can do... I'm pretty sure all of them are like that. You can either watch it in color or you can watch it in black oh, and white. Oh, interesting. Do they do it like Sin City where like the blood is red? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that, okay. That'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so join us next week. We're going to be doing more X-23. Uh, keep your trigger sense handy in case you need them. Oh, yeah. Get those snicks. <laughs> you got to get those snickets. <laughs> the, the rickety snickets. <laughs> all right. Join us for more Wolverine. See you later.